One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This episode is brought to you by Linen and Homes. Linen and Homes offers quality products from weighted blankets, bamboo sheets, and soft PJ sets that are definitely going to give you a good night's sleep. Shop now at www.linenandhomes.com. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Project Loving Myself podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. So anything from our past is a gift and it's important to take the gift out of that past and allow us to move forward. So when you're able to look at your past without emotion, it doesn't make you angry, it doesn't make you happy, it doesn't make you sad, it just was, then you've moved beyond that. You're listening to Project Loving Myself Podcast, a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself Podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. Hi, everyone. What's on your mind today? How do you feel about where you are right now with your life? Are you happy with what you have? Or do you wish you could create more? Are you in good health? Do you know where you are going in life? Or are you too busy dealing with all of life's problems? Well, today's episode is all about taking stock of that and perhaps changing direction. I have invited Theta Healing instructor Mark Anthony from Sydney, Australia, to talk to us about his battle with a life-threatening disease and how it took him from hovering on death to giving him a new lease on life. Mark is also the author and instructor of the Theta Healing Wealth Consciousness class. So I'm really looking forward to sharing his tips on creating a wealth mindset with all of you. Finally, we're going to talk about embracing change as we find our purpose so that we can move our life forward instead of being stuck in the present or even the past. Are you ready to take this journey with me? Let's get started. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here and to have this opportunity. So, Mark, I want to start from the beginning, right? So when you found Theta Healing... Right. Things in your life were not in the best place. I believe you were diagnosed with a medically incurable condition called vertebral osteomyelitis. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, that was correct. <laughs> okay. So tell me about that from the beginning, Mark. Like you were actually living a completely different life and then you got diagnosed with this condition and then you found Theta Healing. So what happened and how were you able to heal yourself from that? 
Yeah, look, it's a, it's a really um, interesting story. <laughs> it's um, it, I'm actually an engineer by profession, and I had my own business in the construction industry. Things were really good; like the business was great, and I was just really, really working hard. I was I was working renovating a home, plus doing all the work that I was doing. And I just got to the point where I was really run down. So I went and saw my chiropractor who believes in preventative maintenance. So if you go and see him regularly, you won't get sick. And um, he he did this manipulation on me and I heard the bones click into place. And then about an hour later, I felt this pain across my back. And, and the next morning I rang him up and said, look, whatever you've done, just fix it. And I went back to see him again and it just didn't improve. And so I went to see the doctors and, and the doctors sent me for a bone scan and what they found was there was four fractures across my back. There was a fracture on the left rib, two fractures on the right rib and a fracture on the vertebrae. So they put it down to an over-aggressive manipulation. Was that possible, Mark, <laughs> that all those injuries were sustained in your session? Yeah, well, well the thing you got to understand with it is, is your... If you're in an accident or something, you're bracing yourself. Right. Whereas in this situation, like you're actually relaxing because you're there for this person to actually help you. So your muscles are all relaxed. And and so you're, the, the muscles are what give you the strength and protect the bones. And when you're relaxing those, it's actually easier to manipulate those. And so, yeah, I didn't think it was possible, but <laughs> it is. <laughs> And, and so from there, the doctors just told me six to eight weeks, you'll be better. The bones will heal and then, then you'll be back at work. And so, you know, it was, it was a very difficult time because I had a lot of clients that, that you know, had jobs to finish for them and stuff. And, and it, was, it was really tough because I couldn't get out there and there were deadlines that I had to meet. And so I got to the point where six weeks goes by, eight weeks goes by, and I'm not getting any better. And it was, it was a real stress. And so... What happened was I went back to see the doctors and the doctors sent me to physio. He said, you're not active. That's why you're in pain. And so I started doing physio and, and it just it was just getting worse. If anything, like the pain was getting stronger. And so I got to the point where I had to give my business away. And then I went back to the doctors again and I told him, look, I, I need to get some more tests done because this just isn't right. It doesn't feel right. And and he was really, I don't know, he's just a weird doctor. And he just really rejected my 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 asking and, and that sort of thing. So in the end, I more or less demanded an MRI scan. And so they, they sent me, I went and got a back x-ray done. And what they found was there was an infection in my vertebrae. And the radiographer comes out of the room after doing the x-ray and he sits about five metres away from me and he says to me, look, it's totally up to you. You can go and see your local doctor tomorrow, but they're going to do exactly the same thing for you. He said, it looks like you've got TB. I've rung the hospital and told them that you're on your way. <laughs> the positive out of that for me was I had no idea what TB was. So, But he looked really serious. <laughs> so, so I thought maybe I should go and... and go to the hospital and get checked out. And so I went to the hospital. They did all the tests for tuberculosis and it came back negative. So I didn't have tuberculosis. And I went into hospital. They started doing all these biopsies on me. The first one was a fine needle biopsy, which is a 30 centimeter needle 
and it's about five millimeters thick so it's actually really big and they because I, I was in my back they they had me on a ct scanner and they kept putting the needle into my back until they got to the point where the infection was oh so my they, gosh <laughs> so, I'm, I'm having like i'm just like cringing as as i'm listening to your story mark <laughs> oh yeah it gets better <laughs> and so they they take a sample of the infection put it in a controlled environment the the infection grows and then they can give you antibiotics to treat it unfortunately the the nothing grew from the sample so they decided to do a different biopsy and this one involved putting three holes in my side, putting a camera in there, collapsing the lung and taking a sample of the infection. So we went through that procedure. They told me that worst case scenario, if they had to cut me open, it was just gonna be a two centimeter cut. And so I signed my life away, went in for this procedure. And when I came out, I had two tubes that were coming out my side that draining, I don't know, the blood or whatever else was there because I had to collapse the lung to do the procedure. I had a, a drip for morphine, so I had a button for morphine. And I've got a scar that's about 15 centimetres across my back. <laughs> so, wow. so they told me that worst case scenario is two centimetres. <laughs> and from there, the, the doctors came back to see me a few days later with the results. And they said to me, the good news is you don't have cancer. And that was a bit of a shock to me because I had no idea they were checking for that. But the bad news was that they didn't take enough sample to test for anything else. So they wanted to repeat the procedure seven days later. So it, it's actually major surgery, the, the biopsy that they did for me. And at the time I had infectious diseases, doctors had cardiothoracic surgeons, neurosurgeons and orthopedic surgeons working on me. And I said to them, well, make sure all of you are there for the next one because there's not going to be a third crack at it. You know, because uh, it, it was it was just crazy, and it it sounds like a nightmare. Uh, it was, <laughs> it was at the time, absolutely. But it's a gift now. But uh, I'll explain that. But basically, what happened was a few days later, I ended up getting a fever in hospital. So the Australian medical system, if you have a fever in hospital, they have to treat you. They have to give you some sort of antibiotics. And so what they decided to do is give me a really high dosage antibiotic. The doctor said to me, it's a six-week treatment. At the end of the six weeks, the infection will be gone, and then it'll take about 12 months for the bones to regenerate, not to completely heal, but just to regenerate. And so I was happy with that because I always had a lot of faith in the medical industry and, and you know, being brought up in the family that I was, you know, if something wrong with us, we'd go to the doctors. It was just normal. So I look up online because they called my condition vertebral osteomyelitis, and one of the first things it says about vertebral osteomyelitis is that if it's not treated, it's fatal. And that wasn't really a concern because I knew I was there in hospital, I was getting the help I needed. And all of a sudden, I go back after the six weeks to, to get blood tests done again because my infection levels were 125. Normal levels are zero to 15. So I do another blood test and the infection levels in my blood are still 125. So basically the antibiotic didn't work at all. And all of a sudden what I read on the internet takes on a whole new meaning because if it's not treated, it's fatal and it became quite scary. And so what the doctors decided to do was to do another fine needle biopsy, which unfortunately prov provided the same results as the first one. 
And so nothing grew. They had no idea what the infection was. And it just got to the point where the doctors were all scratching their heads as to, to what they could do. And so what they decided was they would put me back on the same antibiotic that didn't work and they would give me another really high dosage antibiotic. And the infectious diseases doctor told me, he said, look, Mark, he goes, you need to go home and hope for the best because there's nothing more that we can do for you. And that was really scary to hear that coming from a doctor. Exactly, because you look at them to give you the answers and he's pretty much put his hands up at this point. Absolutely, absolutely. It was, it was, it was one of those moments in your life where you just think, what am I going to do now? It was, it was just like, there's just, I was, I was in shock to be totally honest with you. And, and what made things worse was when I went to see the neurosurgeon, he said to me, look, Mark, you need to understand the situation that you're in. He said, if you pick up a shopping bag, it will collapse your spine. My daughter was two years old at the time. I'd been, you know, in the construction industry. I'd played sports all my life. And all of a sudden now I'm not able to pick up a shopping bag. And it was really scary. The MRI scan that I had showed that I had deformity of T6, damage to the disc and partial collapse of T7. They're basically the vertebrae in between your shoulder blades. And so... I go home and it's like, what do we do? And so my wife organized a, a, an appointment for me with our naturopath. And so I go see my naturopath and she's given me some vitamins and she gives me a book. She says, this is a course I did a few years ago. There may be something in it for you. And, and <laughs> it was just on A4 paper, had a blue cardboard cover with a, a black and white photocopied circle picture of this lady and it said go up and work with god by viana stiebel and it it didn't look like much to be honest with you yeah i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> i mean this was a while ago right mark this was what are yeah, we talking 2005 2005 wow that's like seven, yeah. seven 16 years ago yeah yeah so okay. it's, it's going back a long time I, i'm not going to ask how old you are <laughs> I'm 18. <laughs> well, I feel like I'm 18 anyway. <laughs> we'll talk about how Theta Healing can regenerate our bodies and make us feel like 18 later. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I take this book home and I start reading it. Five to ten pages into this book, I get this feeling. And, and we've all had it. It's like whatever this is, this is it. It was just amazing. And so what I did was I jumped online. I looked up Viana Stiebel. I found her website. I didn't find anybody in Australia. And this will, this will give you an idea of the age of it. She had a Yahoo group at that time. Oh, and so wow. I joined her Yahoo group. <laughs> I don't think I was even like, I can't even <laughs> imagine how old I was when they were doing Yahoo groups. <laughs> But let me tell you, thank God for Yahoo groups. <laughs> so I joined this Yahoo group and that was Sunday night. Monday, you know, to, to be honest with you, let me give you like one other a detail. One of the reasons why I jumped online to that on her website was to get a DVD so I wouldn't have to read the whole book, <laughs> right, if, if we're going to be honest here. <laughs> But 
there, unfortunately, there wasn't any any DVDs. But the next morning, Monday morning, I get all these emails come through from this Yahoo group, and there's I found somebody in Australia, and so I picked up the phone and I rang them. They didn't answer. The next day, he called me back, and that was Tuesday. He was actually coming up to Sydney to run a class that weekend. So for, we booked the consultation on the Thursday, and the class the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then the following weekend. I was going to do the other class. So, like, within two weeks, I'd, I'd do the basic and advanced classes. And and I sit down for this session with this guy in some random person's house. I have no idea where I, like, you know, what I'm doing there. But this guy sits down in front of me, and it was really hilarious because he's, he sits down in front of me and he starts doing this healing. And one of the first things he, he asked me, because I had, like, an infection and because it was in the spine – Infections generally relate to, you know, some sort of resentment issue or worthiness or, you know, guilt, that sort of thing. And what we identified was there was an unconscious resentment there towards my father. And so we worked on this resentment towards my father. And at the end of that session, half the pain in my back had disappeared. The Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I took the class. And at the end of that weekend, my wife and my daughter came to pick me up. And my daughter came running up to me, daddy, daddy, carry me. And my wife is freaking out. No, he can't. But I picked up my daughter and I never looked back from that day because I knew that I was better. You know your body. You know when there's something wrong with it, when it doesn't feel right. And you know when it's good. And and that that was just absolutely incredible. So within like that four-day period, I completely transformed my body. I was feeling better than I'd ever felt before. Okay, so let me recap this, Mark. You had a session. Session was probably 30 minutes, one hour? No, it was actually two hours. Two hours. Okay, so they did a two-hour session on you. You felt half the pain in your back disappear. Yeah. And, okay, give me an idea. So if um, if we count, you know, one to ten, ten being the worst pain you could have been in, and zero being no pain at all, before this session, what were your pain levels? Probably 15. 15, right? Because I know like, yeah, infections in the back, it's really, really intolerable. That's why they give a lot of morphine whenever you have uh, issues with the spine, the vertebrae. Okay, so half the pain's gone. And then you take the class for three days. And at the end of the class, there's no pain. And you feel like your body's healed. Absolutely. Okay. And then you pick up your daughter, which should have probably broken your back. And (laughs) it's absolutely fine. Yeah. It was incredible. What were you thinking at that moment, Mark? Like, I know this was like a while ago, but you must have had some significant thoughts, realizations. You must have been like, I mean... I mean, you live in Australia. I'm sure this is not the normal thing that's happening. Plus, we're talking, you know, 16 years ago. Like, how did you make sense of all of this? Well, if you want the truth, what I was actually feeling was was just joy, joy for life. And it's it was something that I had not experienced for a very long time. I was I was actually really excited just to be alive. And and, and look, everything is a perfect manifestation, right? Everything happens for a reason. And, and it was a perfect manifestation because, you know, if you looked at our lives from the outside, like everything was great. We had all these properties. We, you know, 
we were doing really well. I was I was making six figures in my business. My wife was making six figures in her business. You know, things were really good. Like we just had a daughter and and everything looked wonderful from the outside, but internally I just felt empty. It's very difficult to to describe like, you know, what I was feeling, but it was just like I was going through the motions. It was like there was no joy in life anymore. I'd lost that joy, that yeah. passion for life. But you know, you know, Mark, you say that it's difficult to describe, but I bet you from all the people listening in right now, there are people thinking, yeah, I feel that I'm there because I think this is the problem with society today is a lot of people are walking around without meaning, without joy, feeling like everything looks good on the outside, but something is missing and they're just not able to understand what. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, and that's one of the, the, the biggest blessings that I find in my own life today is, is being able to help people see beyond that. Because I was there, I know exactly what it feels like. And it's horrible. It's not, it's not fun. And unless you allow yourself to look into your life and understand that everything is a perfect manifestation, on some level it is a gift, and if you allow yourself to look into that and, and look beyond that and understand why you've created it, then all of a sudden the brightness that you will see in life is, is just incredible and the excitement that you will have for life is just phenomenal. I, I remember going home after getting better. Like So, so I, I did that first course and then the following weekend I actually flew into state and did the second course. And coming back home like all my family were there and and you know a lebanese background so we've got a lot of family <laughs> and 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 they were all amazed because they saw me half dead and then i was completely healed and so all of them were queuing up saying whatever you've got can we have some and so <laughs> i was i was really excited to be able to share it with them and and it was just really profound because we were just unlocking things in them. So, so let me just give you an idea of how it works. So I mentioned that, that I had that resentment towards my father and that was what was holding the infection in place. So my father was a wonderful man. If somebody had told me before that day I was resenting my father, I would have laughed at them because I had no reason to resent him. He was a wonderful man. But he died when I was 16. And after that point, because a 16-year-old is when you're trying to find your identity. It's when, you know, a person is working out who they are. And and for me, it was like, you know, a, a really pivotal moment for me because I probably, if, if I look back at it in all, all honesty, I probably took it as a negative as, instead of using it as a positive to progress myself forward in life. So what happened was I took on this idea of, of, you know, not knowing who I was. I remember going back to school with guys that I'd grown up with. And I remember going back to school after, after my father died. And I remember walking in there thinking, how am I meant to be? And I remember getting that feeling from them. They were looking at me like, you know, how are we meant to be with him? It was, it was just so surreal. It was just really crazy. And so I, I really sort of allowed myself to lose my identity and, what happened from there is, is I used to tell people there was so much more he had to teach me. And that's a harmless statement, but if, if you continue repeating it, then what happens is, is 
he had to teach me more and he didn't and that meant he let me down and so that's what created the unconscious resentment and so i had no idea it was there but it manifested perfectly in the spine and the back is all about support even though my wife was very supportive my mother my siblings my in-laws I had so much support in my life, but because my father's support wasn't there, I convinced myself I was unsupported. And that's why the issues ended up in the back. And then you look at connection to God, the broken bones. So broken bones are about connection to God. I was brought up in a very Catholic family. We'd go to church every Sunday and, and it was it was wonderful. It was just what we did. And at the age of 21, I meet this girl who's into all this spirituality stuff which for me at that time, I thought she was a weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) And I told her that she was a weirdo and she didn't like it. She said, well, if you don't like it, see you later. And I thought, well, that's the wrong answer. (laughs) (laughs) But I thought she's a really nice girl. Maybe I should have a look at what she's doing. And so we enrolled in a course together and one of the first lessons was about intuition and they spoke about gut feelings. And that's it, the light bulbs came on for me because I'd experienced those gut feelings. I had no idea where they came from or how they worked, but I just knew when I got one of those gut feelings, I had to trust it. And it was really profound because every time I followed that gut feeling, something really wonderful happened or or I averted a crisis. And so all of a sudden, these people are talking about being able to use that ability on a day-to-day basis. And that was profound for me. So having an engineering mind, I needed to understand how that worked. And so for the next 11 years, I was on this search. I would do every healing modality I could find, reading books, you know, audio books. I studied quantum physics. I I was just hungry to understand how it all worked. And this is... This is, Mark, while you were still an engineer, right? You're still like an industrial engineer at this point, or are we talking about after the healing? No, 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 no. We're talking about before, well before. Before. So you were already sort of inclined towards spirituality or well-being or finding as many tools as you could Yeah. to understand yeah. things better. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so... It was coming up to my 32nd birthday, right? So to give you an idea about my age. <laughs> <laughs> and and I remember thinking this is the year that I've been without him longer than I was with him. And and that's the year that I went to see the chiropractor and he ended up breaking those bones, right? And so when I'm sitting in hospital, I remember being there with my wife, Teresa, and Teresa was actually the weirdo that uh, got me into spirituality. So we got married and we've you got two ended wonderful up together. children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was sitting there and I remember being in tears and I remember saying to her, I'm praying to get better. But who am I praying to? Am I praying to Jesus and Mary or am I praying to this God of spirituality? What had happened was I'd created a separation in my mind. Either I was Catholic or I was spiritual. It was one or the other. And that's where the connection to God issues came into play because I created that separation myself and it wasn't until I did the Theta Healing that I understood that it's all part of the whole. All of it works in together. Okay. Mark, simplify this for me, okay, because our 
I want to make sure our listeners understand this, that many of us grow up with certain um, influences. It could be religious, it could be cultural. And then we go on and we find different information. We learn new things. And sometimes that puts us in conflict with what we've grown up with. But why did that create that disconnect in you? Like, why did, you know, the exploration of what you were doing in your adult life conflict with your religious upbringing? And how did that create a separation? What do you mean by that? Yeah, so with my religious upbringing, it was all about like, you know, going to church every Sunday. You know, there was there's, there's rules and regulations that you abide by that, you know, you can only speak to God through a priest and that sort of thing. And, you know, going to spirituality was all about, no, well, you have that connection with God yourself. You don't need to go to the priest. You don't need to go to church to be able to speak to God. And that's where the conflict came in. So that was also a loss in identity, right? Because I don't know what to identify with. So that theme of identity was obviously present in in lots of different aspects of your life, not just at 16 when you lost your father and you didn't know who you were or how to relate to people around you anymore. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. And and you look at it, it's the common theme. It's, it's all about guidance. If you, if you look at the church, the church is all about guiding people how to live their lives, how to live a good life. My father, I was expecting him to guide me in how to live a good life. So it was all along the same lines. Right, the same pattern everywhere. Yeah, it all ties in together, and and so that's where I created that separation in my head. And so the broken bones were connection to God. The back was all about support, which is about my dad issues. The infection was unconscious resentment towards him. And there's two really pivotal things that happened while I was in hospital. The, The first one was every single day, my wife and my daughter would come to the hospital and they'd, they'd make some sort of arts or arts and crafting that, that, you know, some sort of picture or painting or something. And they'd bring it there and, and, they made me a folder called Daddy's Get Well Folder. And my mum was there every day. My siblings were there every day. I had cousins that were coming that I hadn't seen in ages and all of them were coming to visit me. And, and that gave me the realisation that I was actually loved. So for the first time in a very long time, I actually felt loved again. And that was really profound. And then another really key moment that I didn't, truly understand until a number of years after was I was in the cardiothoracic ward. That's the ward that they do the heart bypass operations. And the guy diagonally opposite me in, in, in the room just got his results. And the, and the doctors and nurses were there and they were really excited. And they said to him, look, you know, we've identified what the problem is with your heart. And all we need to do is give you a pacemaker and you'll be fine. This guy starts freaking out. He starts swearing at the doctors, he's swearing at the nurses, he jumps out of bed, he's telling them that he's discharging himself, his wife's there in tears. And what had happened was this man owns a bus. And in Australia, if you drive a bus and you have a pacemaker, you're not allowed to drive it. So once he gets that pacemaker, that means that's the end of his career. And that's why he was freaking out. And I remember sitting there, I was half dead. I didn't know if I was going to live or die. 
But I remember in that moment just looking at him and I remember thinking, God, if there is something out there that can help people, show me what it is. And then I went back to being half dead and I completely forgot about that. And it wasn't until a, a couple of years later when I was actually teaching a class, I was I was doing a healing on myself. Um, I think it was after class one day. And all of a sudden I get that memory and I realized what had happened in that moment was I created a purpose for myself. And that was really profound in like the whole scheme of things because all of a sudden I had a purpose. I had something to look forward to. I had something that I was working towards. There was an ambition and there was an excitement. There was a greater purpose to this life. And all of a sudden I had a reason to live, even though I was not conscious of it. Which is part of, of identity. Absolutely. Right? So Absolutely. in that moment that you had that thought about the man who, you know, thought his, his career was over because he needed a pacemaker, which would not allow him to be, you know, to do his job, which is to drive a bus. And you asked, you know, God, if there's something out there that can help him, you created a purpose and gave yourself an identity as someone who wanted to help yeah. figure that out for somebody. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Pretty cool. Super cool. <laughs> so, so then from there, it was, it was a really interesting journey because all of a sudden I was completely healed. I was excited about life. I was doing all these healings on family and, and I organized for my teacher to come back up to Sydney to run another course. I hosted him for that and it was really cool. It was really profound. It was exciting. And then a month later, Viana was coming to Australia and she only teaches a teacher training. And so I, I went to see her. I, I went to do the, the teacher's training just to meet the lady who gave me my life back. And I remember sitting in class and she said, 80% of you will go on and teach this work. And I remember the relief I felt in that moment because it was like, thank God I'm in the 20%. <laughs> and you were still an engineer at this point, right? Well, technically no, right? Because what had happened was was I finished my engineering. Mm -hmm. And so, so back in my early 20s, I finished my engineering. And when I finished my engineering, it was a choice. It was to, to go into engineering or to start a business. And so I decided to start a business. So I've never actually worked as an engineer. Okay. But you had but a business. I had my own business in the construction industry. In construction, yeah. So you yeah. were still running your business. Well, no. When I got sick, I had to give my business away. I, I, I gave it away to – I, I sold you had it. To, you sold yeah. it, right. Yeah, I sold it, but like it was, it was basically given away. I didn't really make any money out of it. It was just to service my clients. So I sold it off. So I didn't have anything. Okay. All right. So Viana comes. You're like, thank God I'm in that 20% who's not going to teach the class. <laughs> okay. And then what happens? And then um doing sessions on family and I'm assisting on a couple of classes because I was looking at getting back into the construction industry or even back into engineering. I was actually actively looking to get back into those fields. And every time I did something related to those fields, it was like these walls would come up in front of me. 
every time I did something related to theta healing, the red carpet was rolled out in front of me. So all of a sudden, I've got people ringing me up. They've heard about my story and they want a session with me. They want a one-on-one -on -one session with me. And so I was just doing it. I was I was excited about it. So I was, just, I was doing sessions for random people. It was just really amazing. I wasn't promoting myself or anything. And then within six months, I took Intuitive Anatomy. For those of you that don't know, it's the three-week course. And if you haven't done it yet, you need to do it because it will transform your life. But I took Intuitive Anatomy and, and halfway through that course, I remember ringing up my wife and telling her I'm going to teach classes. And I've booked a date and, and that was it. I, I never looked back from that day. My very first class actually had 13 people in it. And it, it was it was just incredible. It was just it was, it was just amazing because everything I did related to healing and helping people was like the the I mean there, there were struggles, but it was like these doors would open up for me, and yeah. it, it was just incredible. It was just you know one thing led to the other. It was just like a natural progression. It was like a a natural flow, and so I started teaching classes. That was in two thousand and six. By 2009, I became the, the representative for Theta Healing in Australia and I was, you know, publishing Viana's books. I was, you know, hosting her in Australia as well. And, and it was just really incredible. It's just been a, an amazing progression. So, Mark, basically your illness, first of all, brought joy back into your life. It highlighted the you know, different issues that you've been carrying from the time your father had passed on. So since you were about 16 years old, yeah. it gave you your purpose back, your identity, because you started to, you know, do things that was bringing you joy and you started to help people. And you basically shifted from a career in construction, uh, a business, excuse me, in construction into becoming like a healer, a speaker, you know, an organizer of these kinds of classes. You um, became the representative of Theta Healing for Australia. So essentially that one incident, which could have killed you, <laughs> yeah. completely took your life in a different direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. It completely turned my life upside down. And, and one of the funny things was is I'd, I'd never had a broken bone in my life other than a broken bone, uh, nose playing football. But but a few years before I went to see that chiropractor, I actually broke my finger. And I'd never had a broken bone before that. And I broke it that badly. I broke it in three places. I've actually still got two screws in that finger. And so what happens is I go through this massive healing process and, and completely heal and, you know, I was half dead and then completely healed. And I'm telling people, oh, you know, it would have been nice if it was just a sore wrist or something. And then, and then I stopped telling people that because I realized I remembered my finger because my finger took me out of action for a few months. And I realized that the universe was giving me a warning sign. And that finger was like an extreme break for, you know, what it was. I was just playing football. And... I didn't listen. As soon as I got better, I went back to doing the same old things that I was doing. And so the universe gives you these warning signs. And then it got to the point where it was like the universe was was fed up and said, well, if you're not going to listen, we'll make you listen. We'll take <laughs> and, you out of commission. 
Yeah, like you know, that's where the baseball bat comes out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the universe made me listen, and 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 in all honesty, like I, I still had a choice at that time. I still had a choice. I could have easily have died at that time, but just seeing all that love that was around me, allowing myself to open myself up to what was already there. Right. And that's what consciousness is. Consciousness is just awareness, being aware of what is actually there. Because what happens when we're stuck in our our vision of, of what our life is, our, our box, you could say, we don't allow ourselves to see outside of that. We get stuck inside of that now. Our vision sort of contracts in and doesn't allow us to see beyond that. All of a sudden, that box was gone because... It was like, okay, well, this is this is the point. What are you choosing to do? Are you choosing to stay or are you choosing to go? And then all of a sudden I allowed myself to open up to the awareness, the consciousness of what was actually around. And I, I saw that listening. there was Yeah, I saw that there was so much abundance and I saw that there was, you know, an opportunity to actually enjoy life, to create the life of my dreams. And I remember one of my motivations to get better was to go back and see the chiropractor so I could break his bones. But, <laughs> <laughs> but once I'd done all the healing on myself, I, 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 that was a gift. That was a huge gift for me because in, in all honesty, like I look back and think about that chiropractor and there is absolutely zero emotional attachment to that memory. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It was just what I needed to go through at that point in time. And and that's where, you know, doing healings on yourself, healing your life really transforms things because everything that happens to or has happened to you in your life matters. It's been important. It's about allowing you to become the best that you can be. And as long as you have an emotional attachment to the past, then you're still locked in there on some level it is holding you back. So whether it's a positive or whether it's a negative memory, it's still anchoring you back there because if you remember the best day of your life, have you now set a limit for yourself of the best day that you can have? So anything from our past is a gift and it's important to take the gift out of that past and allow us to move forward. So when you're able to look at your past Without emotion, it doesn't make you angry, it doesn't make you happy, it doesn't make you sad, it just was, then you've moved beyond that. It's part of your story. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it becomes a true gift that it's meant to be. And I guess with most people, most of our clients or our students, for example, everyone's kind of stuck in the past. They haven't been able to resolve it or make peace with it. And even though they don't think about it on a daily basis, it's right there in the subconscious exerting its effect and showing up as the challenges in their life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then it's, it's just the unconscious stuff that's there that's constantly running in the background that, that really controls our life and, and controls the outcome and, what we're experiencing on a day-to-day -day basis. Before we head on to the rest of the episode, let me tell you about how I went shopping on linenandhomes.com. I got the prettiest, softest PJs made of bamboo cotton and a gorgeous bamboo blanket for my little one. I love, love, love their weighted blanket and I've been sleeping so much more soundly and deeply since I started using it. 
which totally helps considering being pregnant doesn't allow me to sleep as well as I would like. I can't wait to get my hands on their sheets and comforter sets as well. So check out www.linenandhomes.com and don't forget to use my code PROJECTLOVINGMYSELF, all caps, no spaces, to get 10% off your first order. I'm so sure you're going to love the products as much as I do. So Mark, you and I crossed paths when I invited you. Uh, So I'm a Theta Healer, as are you. We're both instructors. And um, I contacted you because you created a class. You created a Theta Healing elective class called Wealth Consciousness. And I remember that um, I wanted to bring, invite you to Manila to teach this class because I thought the course material sounded really interesting. And I personally was looking to um, to work on my own mindset of abundance and prosperity. And I wanted to learn a lot more about that. So you did come to Manila, not once, but uh, a few times. Yeah, a few times. <laughs> a few times. And you taught at my well-being center. And so part of the reason, actually, Mark, I wanted you on the podcast today is because what you showed me in your class about wealth, it really made a huge impact in my life. And um, after taking the class uh, with you, taking your wealth consciousness class, a lot of things in my own space changed dramatically. Okay. I noticed that um, abundance... So I discovered Theta Healing in 2008, and my life was progressively getting better. But I remember after the wealth consciousness class, abundance, prosperity, wealth creation became super easy. And I found that I was, it was really easy to decide what I wanted and to have things just show up in my life. And it wasn't just for me, it was happening for my entire family and my husband who also came to class. And, um, you know, it it definitely changed the way that I understand money, changed the way I understand wealth. So I wanted to bring you here to to share with our listeners some of the things that I learned from you, because I think that those were just amazing takeaways in my own life. So tell me about this class and tell me about how you came up with the whole concept. How did you get to, you know, teaching this class and also how it helped you in your life? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So in, in 2013 was, was when I had it approved. So I finished it probably around 2011. And the reason why the wealth consciousness came class came about is having an engineering mind. I, I've, I found it really profound working with people. So I was I was doing a lot of one on one sessions, and I was doing a lot of classes. And and what I found really profound was was that a lot of people would heal, but a lot of people didn't heal. And having the healing that I experienced myself. I couldn't understand why it was that some people would heal and others others wouldn't. And it, and it and even in my own life, there were certain things that I'd been working on that hadn't healed. And and even though I'd had miraculous healing and and I've healed so many other aspects of my life, 
there were certain things that, that didn't work and I, I didn't understand why some things would work so easily then other things would become like a, a project. And so I started studying the people that were coming to me. So in one-on-one sessions and even the people in classes and I, I, I started looking at what were the common things in the people that all had amazing transformations and what were the common things in the people that didn't. And that's the basis of the wealth consciousness class. Because when you understand quantum physics and how quantum physics works, and you don't need a lot of understanding about quantum physics, just the basics is enough. But when when you understand that everything is an energy and that energy is beyond space and time. So the, the energy is able to communicate with each other with without space and time and that energy is what makes us up if we take our physical bodies down to the smallest particle we are made of that energy if you take your computer or whatever device you're using to listen to this down to the smallest particle it's made of exactly the same energy so everything is the one energy and so if we are all that one energy then change has to be simple it cannot be a difficult process. If we are part of that energy of creation of all that is, then change has to be simple. But what is it that gives people the ability to change, to see beyond this, their, their current situation? And that is allowing themselves to recognize that the abundance is already there. And that's what wealth consciousness is all about. It's, it's awareness of wealth. Because the universe around us is infinitely abundant. There is more than enough of everything. All the things that you feel in your life are lacking at this point. If you look outside you, you'll be able to see them. But what happens is we get fixated in our box, as we mentioned earlier, and, and we get stuck in that. And we don't allow ourselves to see outside of that. And so what I needed to do was, was to set up some sort of program that would allow people to see outside of where they are today, allow them to see beyond their current circumstances, their current conditions, because your circumstances, your conditions are all temporary. We convince ourselves that they're real and they feel real. We, we, we get caught up in those conditions and, and it becomes like they're our truth. But realistically, we are beyond that because we are one with all that is and everything can change. But the only way that that change is going to take place externally from us is if we change internally because all the wealth that you have ever desired lies within you, not outside of you. A perfect example is, is you have somebody who's in a relationship and they don't understand why their relationships don't work out, their partners always treat them poorly and the reason why that sort of thing is happening is because internally that person doesn't love themselves. So they've got this energy happening within them that they're not good enough, that they don't deserve to be loved. And they're sending that energy out into the universe and people are feeling that. And that's why they're being treated that way. It's the same thing with money. Money is just an energy. If you look at all the bank accounts around the world, all the money that's in all the accounts, on average, and it varies from country to country, but on average, only about 4% of that money is actually in physical circulation. So 96% of the money is just numbers on computer screens and, and on bank statements. So it doesn't really exist in the physical. It's just an energy. And when we start to understand how our universe is that energy and 
everything that we're creating, everything that we're experiencing comes from that energy, then all of a sudden we allow ourselves to step into the consciousness that there is more out there and that we are the masters of what we are experiencing. And so when you allow yourself to change the way you look, and, and one of the important things that I do in the class, or one of the, the most important processes that we do in the class, is identifying your intentions. What is it that you would like to create in your life? And it's not just about money, because money is not really that important. It's important in our society because we use it to as a form of exchange, but money itself is not really going to motivate you. If you don't have something that you're doing with that money, if there isn't a greater vision of what you're going to do with that money, then the money's not going to inspire you. And so it's important to have that vision in all the areas of your life of what you are creating and then understanding why those things are important to you. If you are an infinite being and everything is possible for you, why would you choose that? Why would you choose that house? Why would you choose that car? Why would you choose you know, that boat or whatever it is that, that inspires you to achieve something, why would you choose that? And when you understand that, that's where the inspiration comes from. That's where the excitement comes from. That's where, you know, the motivation comes in. And then on top of that, it's important to be taking action. So you look at the action steps. What is it that I can do right now? If you're struggling to pay off your credit card and you're manifesting a $10 million home, then it's, it's probably not really realistic to be taking an action step towards achieving that. But the truth is that you are. Because when you bring it back down to now, if I can put an extra dollar towards paying off my credit card, then that is helping me get one step closer to that house. There may be a 20 steps in between. That may be a 10-year 10 10 year plan. But once you get started, once you start doing little things today, little things that are in front of you that are possible, that are easy for you to do today, then you're getting that one step closer. And what happens is you start to build confidence in yourself. And all of a sudden, you start to create a habit that is successful where every day you're doing something positive. When you start feeling better about yourself on a daily basis, you start attracting more opportunities to yourself. And all you're doing is you're expanding your awareness. And that's what consciousness is all about, opening up to what is already there. Because there is so much abundance already around us. And it's easy for us to experience it if we choose to. But it's important to have like a process, a right system that you can follow to allow yourself to get into that space where you can be taking those next steps towards it. Because I know myself, like, you know, there's been times where I couldn't see beyond my circumstances. I was stuck in those circumstances. I was convinced it's real. And, and it's not until you take different action steps, it's not until you start following a different process that you allow yourself to begin creating what you desire. And, you know, if, if you look at, like, all the religions and, and, you know, all the spiritual teaching over the years, like, you know, Jesus even said, faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain. It, when you have faith, when you believe, when you have absolute faith in something, it shows up. As long as you take the action and you hold that belief, it shows up instantly into your life. And, you know, we use it on a daily basis. We use it to get that parking space or we use it to get, you know, something small that comes to us. You know, maybe somebody gives us a, 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 a free meal or something. But when it comes to bigger objects, we start to lose that faith. We don't believe in 
our faith. We don't believe in the ability that's going to happen to us. But the thing is, it's exactly the same faith that manifests that parking space as the faith that allows you to create whatever it is that you desire, like, you know, the, the new home, the, the lifestyle that you dream of, all that sort of stuff. It's just about bringing that faith in. And that's what the wealth consciousness class is all about. It's about you allowing yourself to see beyond your present circumstances, realizing that your circumstances, your conditions are only temporary and giving you a way to see beyond them, allowing yourself to step out of where you're at and allow yourself to step into the life that you desire. But it's just like if you go to a travel agent and ask them to that, that you want to go to, say, Sydney, or you want to go to New York at the same time, the travel agent is going to say, well, you can't really do that. And then you're going to say, well, hang on, I'm not sure if I want to go to Sydney. Maybe I want to go to London instead, or, or maybe I want to go to Moscow. The travel agent is just going to look at you and say, well, you know what, go away, and when you decide on where you would like to go, come back and see me. And that's what happens with the universe. If we're constantly chopping and changing what it is that you are manifesting in our lives, then the universe just sits back and says, hey, I'm here. Whenever you're ready, come and see me. And that's how it works. It's about getting clear on the life that you desire getting clear on what it is that you're choosing to create in your life and knowing that everything is possible for you. And that's really what this class is about because, you know, I've seen miracles happen so often, like in my own life, in people's lives around me, and miracles happen every day. It's just about stepping into that, knowing that they happened for you every day. So, Mark, what I'm getting is faith is a really big ingredient. Oh, Absolutely. And the second thing is knowing what you want. Most of us keep changing our minds or we don't follow through. Um, I was in a class this weekend and one of the things that came up was, you know, we, we give up right before we're about to get what we want. You know, so sometimes it's like when we just don't have that perseverance or the patience and right when we were going to get it, we change our mind or we take a different path. And so there are all these different things that we do that stop us. Hi! Before we continue, I just wanted to say hi and a big thank you to the guys from Kumu. Kumu is a Pinoy live streaming app where you can connect with Filipino streamers and celebrities. Use our link in the description and download Kumu now. So Mark, so other than faith and knowing what you want, what are some of the other important principles that go along with holding a wealth consciousness or mindset? There's, there's a number of things. One, one of the key ones that, that I really focus on because I, I find it so important in my life is creating balance in all the areas. So there, there's a number of different areas in your life. You've got like your, your family, you've got your loving relationships. So your family obviously includes your partner, but they're important enough to have their own area. So we, we look at loving relationship. You also look at artistic creativity. What are the things that you like doing for yourself? What are the things that give you that creative outlet? Then you've also got your mental creativity. What are you reading? What are you filling your mind with? And then you've got your, you know, the the community and, you know, your, your social life, your friends. So how are you giving back to the community? How are you making a difference? Because 
when when you're being given abundance, it's important to be able to, you know, give back as well. And and when you give back, you allow more into your life, but that's not why you do it. And then you've got like your your work, your career, and you've got like financials, and then you've also got like your health and physical appearance. That all those areas are really important, and plus your spirituality, which is one of the keys, because when when you feel good about yourself spiritually. It, it, it's wholeness. It's about bringing all the other aspects in together. And so creating the balance in all those areas in your life is really important. So when I structure my my intentions, I, I look at how they all fit in together. And so if I'm, you know, for example, if I'm dropping my children off at school, I'm spending time with my family. I'm spending time with my partner. After we drop the kids off at school, we'll go to the park, we'll go for a walk. So I'm taking care of my health and fitness. We're, we're talking about our work. We're talking about finances. So we're, we're covering all these areas. We, we study things separately. She's learning, reading different books. I'm reading different books. Well, I'm reading audio books. But we're, we're, we're taking in different <laughs> material. And what we're doing is, is we're sharing that with each other. And so what's happening is, is just by dropping my kids off at school, I'm actually ticking the boxes in all the areas. So in the morning, if your children aren't getting ready on time or they're giving you a hard time to get ready, there's a bigger picture. I know that this is ticking every box in my life. So it's a lot easier to stay calm. And that's one of the keys because when you don't have a solution to something, there is a stress. When something arises in your life and you don't have a solution for it, there's a stress. So if you can keep yourself in, 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 a, in a calm space as much as possible, then you're going to find that life is going to flow so much easier for you. And if you understand the different aspects of your life and the different things that you do on a day-to-day basis, how they fit into the balance and structure of your life, then you're going to find that you do have the solutions. You're going to find that you're not going to get stressed by these little situations that, you know, you may find yourself tearing your hair out otherwise. And, and you know, all of a sudden what happens in your life is is there's a calmness about your life. You're actually living more present and the more present you are the easier it's going to be to see the opportunities around you if you're constantly in that stress state then you're going to miss a lot of what's happening around you so that's one of the real keys is is understanding how you can have balance in your life and understanding how your day-to-day activities fit into that balance when you recognize that then all of a sudden if you're driving to work and there's a lot of traffic on the road, instead of getting frustrated, you're using that time to maybe listen to one of your audio books or you're listening to, or, or maybe you're making a phone call that's really important, that's something that you would have made once you've gotten to work. Or maybe you're using that as an opportunity to ring up family and, and remind them how much you love them. What you're doing is is you're allowing yourself to be more present. You're allowing yourself to be calm, and you're going to find that life flows a lot easier for you. The other thing that it's going to do when you're in a calm state is you're going to allow your body to heal itself. As long as you're stressed, your 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 fight or flight mode. What's going to happen is your body is is tense. It's not going to be able to heal itself. And so the more you keep yourself in that calm space, the more you keep yourself in a relaxed mindset everything in your life is going to work so much easier for you. And so that's that's what I've found is one of the real keys is, is being able to keep yourself in that calm space. And, and the easiest way I've found to do that is to understand how the action that I'm doing, whatever task it is, fits into that balance. 
And so I'm going to highlight that, Mark. So you said the more present you are in your life, the more likely you are to see all the opportunities around you. And these opportunities that are actually just all around us, half the time we miss it because we're so stressed out. We're so like caught up in what's going on in our life and what's going wrong in our life. So not just what's going on, but what's going wrong in our life. And so what you're saying is that if we can find better balance in our life and we can be very clear about what are the priorities in our life and how we want to structure our life so that we're giving enough time to these different areas, then we will be in a much calmer state, allowing us to see the opportunities around us, act upon them, and bring in all the abundance that's just waiting to come into our life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the person who says it the best is Napoleon Hill in the book, Think and Grow Rich. He says, behind every obstacle is an equal or greater opportunity. And, and that's what happens. We're constantly confronted with obstacles. There's, there's constantly, you know, something happening in our lives. There's always some drama with this person or with that person. There's always something happening. And as long as you're focused on that obstacle, you miss the opportunities. And that's the key is allow yourself to be present, recognize, okay, well, this is happening for a reason. There's some sort of gift in this. Allow me to identify what the gift is. Allow me to see what the opportunity is. You're going to remain calm. You're going to be excited because all of a sudden some avenue is going to open up for you. And maybe you're meant to miss that first appointment because the second appointment is the one that you should have gone to. And 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 that's the sort of thing that happens. So when you're allowing yourself to be more present, allowing yourself to be more in that balance, then seeing the situations that are happening in your life, it's easier to recognize them as gifts. And it's easier for you to allow yourself to see what the opportunities are behind it because the, the most successful people are always on the lookout for opportunities. They're not focused on all the problems. Yes, sure, there's problems. There's always problems. Everybody's got problems. doesn't matter how much money you've got. There's always something happening in your life that's a problem. But if you make that your focus, then you don't allow yourself to see the gifts behind it and that keeps you stuck in that problem. That keeps you stuck in those conditions of your life. And so, you know, allowing yourself to see beyond that, allowing yourself to take a step back. And one of the ways that I do it is is, is every every moment that I'm in a position where it's like I've got a choice or, you know, there's, there's something to be done, it's like, well, what is it that I can do right now that's going to help me feel better about me? Because that's the key is allowing yourself to be the best that you can be. So what is it in this moment that's going to help me to be a better me? And all you're doing is is on a moment-by-moment basis is making yourself or, or doing things to make yourself the best version of you. And that's all we can do in this life. That's that's all we can do is focus on this moment of now. Have our dreams, have our visions of the future, but bring ourselves back to now. What is it in this moment right now that I can do? So if right now I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, I should have made that phone call yesterday, then that's not allowing me to be, be the best version of me. That's sitting in a regret. That's sitting in an energy of I'm not good enough. I'm an idiot. I should have done something. That's not going to help anything. In this moment, I'll be writing down, okay, well, I'm putting that on my list so that first thing in the morning tomorrow, I will make that phone call. 
that's being productive and allowing yourself, okay, what else is it that is important that needs to be done and making your list of things to do for tomorrow. That's a more productive way of spending this moment. So what is it in this moment that you can do? Forget about yesterday because yesterday's happened. It doesn't matter what happened yesterday. Every single day of your life, there is, there is a new opportunity that opens up for you. And if you're focused on yesterday, then you're going to miss today's opportunity. And tomorrow, if you're focused on yesterday's opportunity, then you're going to miss that one as well. That's important to bring it back to now. Okay, whatever's happened in the past has happened. Let's keep it present. What's happening right now? How can I make the most of this situation that's happening? And a really interesting way that uh, I, I look at dealing with, with conflict and, and situations like that today is I've got like this whole new understanding of, of what conflict is, right? So maybe this is a little off topic, but I know it's going to help everybody out there. So in any conflict, you've got two people that are, that are fighting for the victim position. Right. So anytime there's a conflict, sure. so say, for example, you know, I bought something from this person over here and it cost me $5 extra than I could have bought it online. And I get angry with that person and tell them, oh, you know, you, you ripped me off, right? Yeah, you wronged and that me. Yeah. And then that person turns around and says, no, 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 I didn't wrong you. This is the best one. Like this is, you know, and, and you're the one who made me get that particular one for you. So I had to, co- had to pay extra to get that one specially in for you. So what's happening is is I'm the victim and I'm trying to get my point across that I'm the victim and then that person starts to fight for the victim position as well. It's known I was wrong by you. It's your fault. And so what happens is is you get into an argument and, and we're fighting for the victim position. So so now like if you know one of my kids is is you know wants to get into an argument, I straight turn around straight away and say, you know what, congratulations, you win, you're the victim. if you start doing that you'll be amazed because every argument turns into laughter it is really powerful right so you just got to explain it to them first (laughs) no but I, i see that you know mark like if you are in a conflict with anybody else usually one person will feel like, well, this person did all of these things to me. Mm. If you're thinking like, if it's me, right? Oh, you did this to me, you did this to me. But the other person's also thinking, well, they did this to me, they did this. So you're right, we're both fighting for the victim position. But the question (laughs) is why, what does that get us? Yeah, and so the thing is, there's no accountability there. But if I'm accountable for 100% of that situation, and you're accountable for your 100% of that position, then all of a sudden there is no problem anymore because we allow ourselves to see beyond it. I'm not trying to be the victim anymore. I'm in an empowered state. It's like, okay, well, let's see beyond this. There's always a solution. There's always a funny side to everything. So we waste a lot of time playing the victim to the situations in our life. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, that keeps us stuck in the drama, in the negative, and instead of focusing on the opportunities again, which is what you're calling the solution, right? If you focus on going beyond and seeing beyond, then you can see those opportunities that once again will bring the positive, the flow, the abundance in your life. But again, we're so busy 
playing the victim, we don't get a chance to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. So you're so you're getting your win from the universe, which is being the victim, but it's not really the win that you're looking for. Right. Because it takes us away from what we truly want. That's right. It keeps you small. So this is what most people are doing wrong, would you say, when it comes to wealth creation? Is they're getting bogged down, uh, they're getting distracted by the issues and problems in their life. They aren't able to stay in that calm, present flow state. And if they could shift out of this negativity, then they could be in that state that allows them to, to receive more from the universe. Is that right, Mark? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I think personally, the, the biggest thing that, that stops people from becoming successful is they don't have clear vision of what they're creating in their life. They don't have clear intentions. You know, they're, they're going to that travel agent with, you know, 20 destinations that they want to go to at once. And the universe can't deliver on what they're, they're putting out because it's constantly changing. It's like when, you know, you wake up this morning and you see a red Ferrari and you think, wow, I want a red Ferrari. So all of a sudden now you want your red Ferrari. And then tomorrow you wake up and you see a yellow Lamborghini. So all of a sudden now it's the yellow Lamborghini. And then the next day you see, you know, a, a black Lamborghini. And all of a sudden now it's the black Lamborghini that you're after. And so what happens is people are constantly chopping and changing. They don't have a clear vision of what is truly exciting for them in their lives. And so what's happening is they're just living, they're just existing. When you have a clear vision of what it is that you're choosing to create in your life, then things will come together for you. You'll be amazed. And, and that's, I believe, is the biggest thing that people lack in their lives. And, and that's the biggest reason why, you know, people are spending so much money working on themselves and healing themselves because they don't have a clear vision. Because when you are focused on something, when you're excited about something and you're working towards it, you don't have time to be sick. You don't have time to have all these problems happening in your life. You're just powering ahead because you know that everything is going to come together for you. You know that the vision that you're creating for your life is there and it's possible for you. Faith enables pers persistence. So with faith, all of a sudden, that persistence, you're able to have it because you know it's guaranteed it's going to happen. You're talking about purpose. Like when we don't have purpose that we can't have yeah. focus. We can't have focus without motivation. And so we don't end up really going anywhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. We just end up being frustrated by our current circumstances, by our current conditions. And we become a victim to the circumstances and conditions that we're experiencing. You know, um, I work with a lot of uh, people with depression, as I'm sure you have, Mark, in your practice. And um, depression often shows up when a person just doesn't want to like be present in their life. They don't want to participate, right? They just, it's like an exit strategy. I'm depressed. I don't have to live my life, right? And a lot of times just getting someone to find purpose and meaning pulls them out of that state in many cases. Of course, we do work on it. But I do agree that sometimes or a lot of times actually, we aren't focused enough on anything bigger than us. And as a result, you know, our monkey mind creates the problems, the challenges, the illnesses. Like if you're not gonna direct your mind to something positive, 
your mind is going to entertain itself with all kinds of, you know, entertainment, which may not be always very positive. So I agree with you. And I've always believed in that. So I yeah. completely resonate with what you say. Yeah. And, and that's what I found, like, you know, because even when I was doing the healings back in the early days, the people that had a vision for their lives, you know, they, they had something that they were looking forward to, that they were excited about. They're the ones that healed. There was, there was actually a university study that they did over a 20-year period. They, they studied like a, a graduating class and 3% of the people on the graduation had written goals. 20 years later, those 3% were worth more financially than the other 97% combined. And they also reported having like more joy, more happiness and, and satisfaction in their lives. It is, it is so profound. Like it's such a simple thing, but it really is profound. But you know what? It, it takes effort to sit down and do it. Clear vision. Clear vision takes work. Absolutely. But one of the other things that I found like and, – and, not everybody's the same as me, but, but me personally, what I found was if I would set goals and I would tell people about those goals, I found they were the goals that I struggled to achieve. So for me, it's really important that whatever you're setting, whatever you're creating for your life, you keep it to yourself. You only share that with the people that can help you get it. If somebody can help you get it, then you share it with them. But otherwise, you keep it to yourself because what you're doing is you're giving the energy away. You're getting your recognition before you've received it. And so all of a sudden now, it just it, it gives that power. Like it's, a, it's more about harnessing that power within you and, and using that power to, you know, put, um, to, to push you towards achieving what it is that you desire. But when you've told everybody what you're going to be doing, everybody's looking at you thinking, well, why don't you have it yet? <laughs> you know? Right. So, you know, there, there's a there's a number of steps there. Like it's it's really important to, you know, just realize that that when you set up a proper program for your life, and you you set things that are important to you, that's nobody else's business. It's only your business. Yeah. And when you keep that energy within, then then you allow yourself to really harness that, and you'll find that you'll achieve things a lot quicker. Well, I, that's what I've found personally in my life. You know, some people get motivated by telling other people about their goals and that sort of stuff, but that never worked for me. I find it's a lot more powerful when you keep it within and let them see the results. Don't tell them about it. Let them see it. Wow. You know, Mark, this conversation has turned out to be, uh, in a nutshell, the keys to health, wealth, <laughs> And life purpose. Absolutely. That's really where we, you know, and I, I didn't know where we would take this conversation. That's why I told you, you know, Mark, let's just see where it goes. But I love that, you know, it boils down to there are some very simple methods to living your life in the best way possible, you know, in terms of staying healthy in terms of allowing wealth to flow into your life. And finally, also understanding that when we have purpose, then we don't waste our time with things that are undesirable events in our life. And I love how we've, you've put that together in a way that is extremely easy for everyone to understand. 
Now, Mark, we're getting to the end of our episode. So I want to ask you, what is your project loving myself mantra tip or message to our listeners? What um, self-love motivation would you like to give our listeners today? I would probably say, you know, something that I use for myself is be the best version of you that you can be right now. And that's all it is. You only got to do right now. Forget about tomorrow. Forget about yesterday. Right now, be the best version of you. And that's not a tall order because we can we can handle the moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We and, got and it. If you handle this moment really well, then you're going to feel better about you. And then you handle the next moment really well, you're going to feel even better. And it just grows. It snowballs. Yeah. But one other thing that I do want to cover, right, that is really important, I think where it's it's where a lot of people, you know, shoot themselves in the foot in relation to creating the life of their dreams is, is they don't have gratitude for what's in their life right now. Right. As long as you're in a space of resenting the home that you're in or resenting the way that your body looks or the way the body feels, then you're not going to allow the change to take place. It's important to have gratitude for what is in your life right now, for where you are at right now. Right? Allow yourself to, to really love and appreciate yourself that you are the best version of you right now and everything that's happened in your life has brought you to that. So it's about, okay, in this moment, we're choosing to create a new version. Right. And the other thing is, is about embracing change. Change is not a bad thing. Change is a wonderful thing. If you're going to achieve the things that you desire in your life, the only guaranteed thing is that you will change. Because if those things were resonating at the same level that you're at right now, you would already have them. Amazing. Uh, You know, Mark, you're talking, I mean, the messages you've left us with at the end is really your story, right? At the end of the day, you have an immense amount of gratitude for one of the most debilitating events in your life, you know, with what happened to your to your back. And you kept saying, as we were talking about, you know, what had happened to you, kept saying, well, it was the best thing that happened. It was a gift. It was a blessing. It was the perfect manifestation. I heard you say it over and over again, that energy of gratitude that you have for what could have been an event that took your life away. And the other thing you mentioned about change is that event changed the course of your life, right? You know, it completely changed the direction you were going in. It completely changed what you thought you were going to do with your life. And I know that you are someone who continues to look at the opportunities to change in a way, you know, that will bring you closer to wherever you need to go. So I, I definitely am very inspired, Mark, by your story, and I'm sure our listeners are too. Thank you, Mark, for sharing these amazing tips with us. I'm sure it's going to help a lot of people out there. Mark, you're going to become you're going to be teaching the wealth consciousness class for the Philippines, I believe. A couple of months, my center's in touch yes. with you. So we have that coming up, um, but it is only open to Theta Healers. So guys, if you want to take a class with Mark with us, then you got to become Theta Healers first 
and uh, then you can take this awesome class with Mark um, and you can get in, in touch with this center for that. Now, Mark, how do people reach you? How do they find out more? Uh, what are your social media details? Okay, uh, my website is www.thetahealing.net.au. I, I think your Instagram <laughs> is at thetahealingoz. I'll say I it think for you're you. right. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm on Facebook too, which I think is Mark Anthony Theta. <laughs> I'd have to check that one too. <laughs> okay. Well, people can check out your website and they can definitely get in touch with uh, the Third Eye Wellness also to get in touch with you. Uh, once again, Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a while since I've been able to connect with you. You have definitely been someone who's brought a lot of awareness in my life. And I'm very grateful to have had you as my teacher in wealth consciousness. And that's really why I felt so strongly that you would be such a great um, guest to share a lot of your uh, wisdom about wealth with us. But of course, it turned into health as well and purpose. And I love that. You know, we've been able to connect these three very important aspects of our life in today's episode. So thank you once again. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's, it's been a real honor to be able to share this time with you. So thank you. So that was an episode that's very close to my heart because we talked quite a bit about Theta Healing, which is something that I practice and something I, I believe is a technique that can help a lot of people who are out there and struggling with their own issues in their life. Now, let me know what you thought of this episode of Mark's story and some of the things that he shared. Please share on Instagram and Facebook and tag at Project Loving Myself and at Sanaya Gurnamal on all social media channels. Do give me a follow on Spotify and a rating on Apple Podcasts. I would really, really appreciate that. Now we end with this week's Project Loving Myself quote. And of course, this one is by Napoleon Hill, which is uh, who is the author of Think and Grow Rich, the uh, book that Mark mentioned on today's episode. Uh, Mark talks about this book uh, quite a bit when he discusses wealth consciousness. And so I do recommend a read. But here's a quote from Napoleon Hill. You either control your mind or it controls you. So who is in control of your life? Are you letting your mind get out of control or are you directing your mind with the right thoughts to bring in what you want in your life? Mind control starts with thought management and thought management begins with the awareness of your thoughts. From awareness, you can move into mindfulness and finally thought creation where you can create the kinds of thoughts that are aligned with what you want your life to look like. Now, there are many ways of mastering our thoughts and therefore our life. Both Mark and I chose Theta Healing, but there are a multitude of options out there in the world. Find out what works for you and commit to its practice. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Theta Healing, you can visit www.theta.com thirdeyeonline.com. That's my well-being center. You can also book a free introductory session of Theta Healing by going to bit.ly slash DHC session. I'm going to repeat that. That's 
bit.ly slash DHC session. Thank you for listening in on this week's episode of Project Loving Myself, where you learn about all the different ways of becoming the best you can be. And like Mark says, if you can be the best you can be, even just for today, that's a step forward. Now remember, you are loved. And this podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and powered by Podmetrics. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.